Thank you for being a listener of the We Are LA Tech podcast. To support and collaborate with the community, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener. You'll have ad-free episodes and join us on our monthly Zoom calls with other podcast listeners and get to know the community at wearelatech.love. Linked in the show notes. Welcome to the weekly We Are LA Tech Remix episode. I'm Alex Bloomberg, host of the podcast Startup, and you're listening to We Are LA Tech. My name is Esprit Devora, born and raised LA, and I created We Are LA Tech in 2012 to unify the community. Podcast launched in 2014, continuing to help people find the best talent, to connect with each other, to form awesome relationships. So proud of this show. Enjoy. Hi, my name is John Jung with Brickwork, the co-founder and we provide housing solutions. We're based out of downtown Los Angeles. Absolutely. So I um, grew up in Koreatown, Los Angeles, and uh, I'm the co-founder of Brickwork. Um, my partner, Alex Irvine, we met about three years ago. And surprisingly enough, it was based in uh, on a client of mine who wanted to buy or purchase properties in Koreatown. They uh, were looking at three triplexes, putting them together, wanting to get them permitted to build like 80 or 100 units and had reached out to me and asked, okay, well, do you know what a developer would pay for this project? Do you have architects? Do you have, uh, you know, the team that you could put together? And at that time, I didn't. And uh, to be honest, it was my first venture in real estate development, but was super excited to kind of dive deep into something I didn't know necessarily. And so that started the journey of Brickwork. I was uh, referred over to Alex and we met. And of course, he's a land use consultant in downtown L.A., uh, he put together the team, the architect, the financial analyst, and we kind of just figured out, well, to be able to determine all of this starts a journey where it's going to cost tens of thousands of dollars to each consultant. And so there wasn't a low cost way to to find this information out. So we decided, wait, you know, here in lies an opportunity. Obviously, we have a huge housing crisis and unhoused population that's growing. So I think there's something here. Who is your target market? We uh, kind of come from different backgrounds. I'm a uh, mortgage or a loan broker, but I ended up also doing real estate. So I know both sides very well. Well, my partner, Alex, is a land use consultant, which just basically means a lot of these apartment and housing developers are hiring uh, his firm to represent them throughout the hearing process, entitlement. It's kind of a journey in Los Angeles or any major city. And so he wanted to uh, build some sort of quick way to provide these reports to developers. So I guess it's developers and also real estate agents and brokers. And Koreatown, I feel is, I mean, if you're local, you understand it's really dope. But I think it's not one of the first areas that comes 
to mind when someone's moving to LA and for especially for the tech scene, they um, think probably downtown LA, they think Santa Monica, they think Venice, uh, but they don't, it's like, it's like they don't know about Koreatown. Can you tell us what the startup ecosystem is like in Koreatown and, and more about that area for everybody that isn't familiar? Yeah, so I grew up there. And so it's just my hometown, <laughs> surprisingly enough. So, uh, but With the best uh, food in LA. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, uh, but uh, yeah, so I think uh, as of recent, there has been some gentrification, which I'm very pro of because I think um, Koreatown definitely needed to be introduced to non-Koreans or non-Asians on how awesome it is, food-wise, culture-wise, just everything in between. But looking at it, I would say from the point of a real estate, you know, uh, professional developer or investor, it's the natural neighborhood to want to grow an ecosystem, whether it's for tech or uh, just housing in general, because it's so centrally located. It's, you know, you're at the midpoint from uh, Santa Monica and the west side to downtown, but you're also kind of right there going from the valley on down and then obviously into South Bay or Orange County. So yeah, I love Koreatown. I'm, I'm really happy uh, about all of the attention and 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 whether that's for you know the culture and the food and and housing. I think all of it uh, was was needed and required. Hey guys, my name's Ed Beckel. I'm the founder of Glorify. Glorify is a Christian meditation app and soon to be more of a social network. Yeah, I mean, making time for yourself is is is, is so so important and very easy to neglect. I mean, I certainly have, especially when things start kicking off for you and going well, everything in, in, a, in an awful way feels more important than you. You know, this this dinner with this person that you can't believe wants to meet you or, or this phone call or, you know, trying to hire this person. Because uh, like when you when, when, when you look at what you're building, it's like this, um, this is so much more than than me. And so you can fall in this trap of of, of consistently putting yourself second. And that's very, very dangerous. You know, it, it leads to what you were talking about there, whether it's depression or just kind of burnout. And it's, um, yeah, I mean, make a lot of time for yourself, but, but more so I try and look at myself as this, um, this well, you know, and it's, um, and it's, and it's filled with unlimited, you know, creativity and an energy, but you, you can't take it all out at once. And you've got to be, You've got to be careful and mindful with it. If you look at your, 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 there's un, there's a million companies in that well. You know, there's a million things you can build, and 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 you want to make sure that you pull the most out of it instead of, you know, going for everything right now and and then losing out on on all that you might be able to do later if you gave yourself uh, more love. Actually, um, the thing that I've learned is is looking at Glorify and, and any other business that I have and. And saying, well, no, you know, I'm going to put myself first, and I'm going to make sure I hit the gym. And you know, I'm even if it feels like, come on, going to the gym is not more important than doing this phone call that you have. To, like, it, like if you if you boil it down, it's not maybe, but actually, if you do that the whole time, um, it's uh, it, it, the gym is definitely more important. So, looking at like, like what really, I mean, I have to say this because it's um, it's really important to me uh, about why I chose Glorify in uh, in terms of you know, what I built next, but we raised a lot of money. You know, I've raised, um, 
tens and tens and tens of millions of dollars, um, more than what's reported in in the media. And a ton of that will come out very soon. But um, I, I I look and I think, well, if I if I if I mess up and you know I, it, things don't go the way that I I think they will, um, and I burn all this cash, I've I've burnt it doing something really incredible. You know, I've I've burnt it changing people's lives. Um, and giving them that wholeness and connectivity through the products that you know that I'm putting out in in this in this business, and and that's amazing because I'm not going to look around and think, uh oh, I burnt all this money, um, and I, I I didn't do anything that was a pure net positive for it. When I stop and I and I think about all of that, it, it takes me to a completely different place in my own centering you know, is the pressure almost comes off. Like, yeah, you know, I want to build a gigantic business and I fully know that I will. But there's always that zero point whatever percent inside of you that, that that's just scared of not making it and 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 letting all these people down who have backed me, um, you know. And, and, and when I stop and I, I think about the actual work that we're doing and, and who we're doing it for, I calm down, you know. It's like it's, it's nothing's more important than, than, than you, yourself, and... Um, and, and I know I'm doing it for the right reasons. Hey, this is Morgan Williams. I work at Persephone as a senior data engineer. We do carbon management accounting platform, helping companies measure their impact and improve it. I'm in Santa Monica. Right now, like I said, I'm in a pretty, like I'm very grateful to be where I am. Like it's it's mind blowing <laughs> the, the, the level of people I get to work with. And I think um, I just like being able to I guess for a long time I've been looking at the whole digital nomad thing and now I'm like able to do it kind of and uh, LA's home base but uh, this summer I'm hoping to uh, go over to Europe and, and Portugal and, and just meet with more people there kind of same thing get to know people and their ideas and uh, just enjoy that energy <laughs> but as far as where I'm going yeah just building things with people and helping people make things happen uh, there's just so much that, you know, we would benefit from as a society, but like, I guess there's lots of sparks out there and, and maybe it's my mind. Like I, I get all these sparks like, oh, this would be cool. This would be cool. This would be cool. But it's like, okay, how do you get the structure, get the, the thing that will sustain that spark so that it can grow? For all the LA tech companies thinking about opening an office and choosing whether to like, you know, as the p- pandemic resolves, we're going to open an office or we should stay remote. What do you recommend? Um, I'm a big fan of remote as long as it's it's um, you can support it in a way that's actual remote, not just COVID remote, <laughs> meaning better async communication, um, making sure that people are able to take care of themselves inside and outside of work, you know, fitness, um, community, all those things. Can you share with us ways that async communication is done really well in a remote team for a remote culture? I think as a as a broad concept, um, there's just sort of the uh, the overhead of time for planning and things. You know, like if you default to a 30 minute meeting every day for this, then like you're going to get a 30 minute meeting every day where you do stuff, but it's not a guarantee that you'll be producing value for that whole 30 minutes. Um, so I guess uh, it's nice. One thing that uh, I've seen done is, you know, people are sending more like videos, like you can just do a quick little screen recording or uh, like a video message to the team more for broader things. 
at least for me, that's nice because then I tend to overthink things a lot and I can like spend forever tweaking a doc. I guess one other thing I'd say is that the documentation will improve. You will have way better docs if you're communicating asynchronously because you can write it down. And it's that's not just something that's, you know, meeting notes. You can make it part of your documentation and you can get kind of like a two for one for that. Um, so I'm still filling out a lot of the ways to improve async communication, but I think it just enables people to work at their peaks more, you know, um, like we're not all productive at exactly the same times every day. And I think sort of maximizing those productive hours for every different person is more possible. The We Are LA Tech podcast is hosted and produced by me, Esprit Devora, With help from Janice Geronimo. Edited by Corey Jennings. Production and voiceover by Adam Carroll. Music from Jay Huffman Live and Epidemic Sound. The We Are LA Tech podcast is a wearetech.fm production. Thank you for being a listener of the We Are LA Tech podcast. To support and collaborate with the community, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener at wearelatech.love. Linked in the show notes.